1: the evil sorcerer-wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of subtle fire.
0: This week, we In the year
2: 1985, director Stuart Gordon cast... Jeffrey Combs as H.P. Lovecraft's Herbert West, co starring Barbara Crampton, sometimes with clothes, sometimes without, and Bruce Abbott and the late David Gale, completing one of the goriest, most hilarious, most decapitatingest films ever made Reanimator.
0: Wow, that was so long. Who are you? Where did your accent go? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> sorry man did i do did i go on too much no no, no that was great that was great no um
0: so, so like uh, a, we're we're having a weird one today uh this is matt and luke's sci-fi sanctuary this is matt you can say your name if you want because you're here uh this is luke i thought you were gonna be andrew anyway <laughs> no uh, I'm, andrew, I'm
2: sorry that's, that's not luke that's, like, I
0: yeah okay I, I take two this is matt this is andrew this is a sci-fi the edit you have to say sanctuary you've heard enough man you know what to do the edit okay. point
2: okay sorry <laughs> yeah
0: uh luke's running a little late to his own podcast today i got a message he was like i'm getting a gym membership at 10 i was like in japan that's gonna take like a while <laughs> yeah but, and i was yeah. like
2: who is who is jim and why do you need a membership
0: yeah 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 jim with his members Damn it, some Jim! Kind of member. Damn it, Jim. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyway, I got the Facebook message from him like get started. So you know there'll be a a surprise appearance from Luke at some point later on. And uh, <laughs> yeah, today we are talking about uh, Reanimator, which interestingly I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. Or like I'm sure when we were kids, like you showed me scenes, and I think we did watch Bride of Reanimator several times. <laughs> I I mean that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Um, I I know I, I'd always if it was my choice I'd always be like Frankenhooker. So yeah, that was that
2: Frankenhooker's the people's choice. What can you say?
0: Well, I mean now that I've seen Reanimator's it's definitely I see where this one like has a little bit more. It's always been around. It was a poster on your wall growing up, so the image was there. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I basically somehow I'd never quite hit this particular stream of horror movie so um, I don't know I, I think it's the same for Luke I don't think he'll tell us when he gets here but uh, I, I know you have a little more of a story on this one uh, getting into it and is this still like your favorite movie um I yeah know at some I, point you listed it as that <laughs> I,
2: yeah it, I, I think it must be I mean it's it's not the best movie I've ever seen because I would say like my all-around favorite's probably Harold and Maude um, but this is Reanimator is the best horror movie I've ever seen yeah uh, okay,
0: definitely. and when it came out, you were not quite down with horror movies yet. It took you no. years, yeah?
2: <laughs> no, this was one of the ones, one of the many that came from my dad's uh, shelf of pirated copies uh, that he had when when I was a kid. But the poster for Reanimator with the, uh, Harold uh, Herbert West has a good head on his shoulders and another one in a pan on his desk. That one was um, in the window, front window, decapitated head and all, Um, right by the uh, local grocery store. It was Big Star at one time, and there was an A&P. They both had a video rental. I don't know where exactly, um, what exactly it was at the time. But yeah, right in the window of the store, when mom and dad and kids are going to get their groceries, there was the reanimator poster. So I had always assumed it was scarier than it was. Uh, And when I finally got the whatever to watch it, I thought it was hilarious.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty funny movie. Um, I know watching it, you know i definitely was like oh this is where a lot of uh, garth mungie's dark place uh got itch from i mean yes. adding in like coked out stephen king and you know terrible 80s tv tropes which reanimator is not guilty
2: of <laughs> no 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 it's it's still i i, th- I feel like it holds up I've, I've seen it a lot of times like in my adult life
0: and uh director Stuart gordon he, he one he passed away this year was it
2: uh, either this year or late last year. I can't remember yeah, which. Really- I want to I say this year, very recently.
0: Was this the start of his run? Or did he make yeah. something before this?
2: No, no. Before this, he was um, with the Organic Theater in Chicago. So this was a uh, theater group's basically attempt at making film. And that's kind of why the uh, the acting and everything is sort of, you know, directed towards the cheap seats. That's why it's so over the top, because he thought, well, you know, the back row needs to be able to see it. And it's like, no, Stuart, you have a camera. This isn't on the stage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we go. So, yeah, and uh, some of his other, um, man, I know I've seen a few of his other films. But what, what did he make after this?
2: Uh, after this was From Beyond, which is kind of the flip flopped reanimator where uh, Bruce, um, Barbara Crampton and Jeffrey Combs, the roles are kind of switched, where she's the mad doctor and he's sort of the hapless victim.
0: No, I know I had seen from Beyond. Maybe maybe that's where I'm like thinking I'd seen parts of Reanimator. <laughs> yeah, spectacular. He's
2: done he's done straight up and down sci-fi. He did um Space Truckers, he did Robot Jocks, but yeah, mostly known for horror uh, around that time. Yeah, definitely he did um Dagon, which is a pretty much his most straightforward Lovecraft adaptation I think he ever did. Uh, he also did a movie called Dolls as well, which is another horror movie. One of my favorites, Pit in the Pendulum, uh, Lance Henriksen uh, t- stars as Torquemada in that one, uh, and uh, I, know I saw
0: that. Maybe yeah, that then, was the thing. Maybe you'd seen Reanimator too many times, so we ended up watching Bride from Beyond and uh, and that. <laughs> well, and it
2: also would make sense because Bride of Reanimator was out around the time of I was hitting my like watch horror movies all the time phase. That was so Bride was newer, you know. Uh, in fact, I saw it at the um, Twelve Oaks Four Theater over there, and I guess that was Shambly area or something like that. But uh, uh, Castle Freak. Was one that became like one of my top favorites because it had uh, Jeffrey Combs and uh, Barbara Crampton once again, this time playing husband and wife. And that was another yeah. love story.
0: Yeah, I seem to remember people just screaming Castle Freak at each other back in the day.
2: <laughs> Castle Freak, <laughs> you're a Castle Freak. <laughs> yeah, it's less of a it's less of a comedy, but um, I I tend to think of the, uh, Reanimator from Beyond and Castle Freak all together, even though there is a third Reanimator movie. Yeah, well, it's,
0: a, it's, a, it's a joke when you start screaming Castle Freak at someone and then the, <laughs> then the drama goes away. <laughs> um, anyway, Luke, Luke is going to do the synopsis of this, which will be like kind of a future event thing. But as I, as I messaged you, uh, you know the damn story anyway. so I do. <laughs> yeah, quite well.
1: Herbert West brings his dead professor, Dr. Hans Gruber, not that one, back to life. There are horrific side effects, however. As West explains, the dosage was too large. West arrives at an American university to further his studies as a medical student. He rents a room from fellow medical student Dan Kane and converts the house's basement into his own personal laboratory. West demonstrates his reanimating reagent to Dan by reanimating Dan's dead cat Rufus. Dan's fiancée, Megan Halsey, daughter of the medical school's dean, walks in on this experiment and is horrified. Dan tries to tell the dean about West's success in reanimating the dead cat, but the dean thinks Dan and West have gone mad. Barred from the school, they sneak into the morgue to test the reagent on a human subject. Dr Halsey stumbles upon the scene and is killed by the reanimated corpse. West injects Dr Halsey's body with his reanimating agent. Doctor Housey returns to life, also in a zombie-like state. Doctor Howsey's colleague, Doctor Carl Hill, a professor and researcher at the hospital, takes charge of Doctor Housey and discovers that Doctor Housey is not sick, but dead, and reanimated. Doctor Hill goes to Wed's basement lab and attempts to blackmail him. West clobbers him with a shovel and then decapitates him with it. West then reanimates Doctor Hill's head and body separately. While West is questioning Dr. Hill's head and taking notes, Dr. Hill's body sneaks up behind him and knocks him unconscious. The body carries the head back to Dr. Hill's office with West's reagent and notes. In his reanimated state, Dr. Hill acquires the ability to control other reanimated corpses telepathically. He then directs Dr. Howsey to snatch Megan away from Dan. Hill is interrupted in his devious machinations by the awi- Arrival? of West and Dan. West distracts Dr. Hill while Dan frees Megan. Megan's voice reawakens a protectiveness in her father, who fights off the other corpses as Dan and Megan escape. In the ensuing chaos, Dr. Hill's body mutates rapidly and attacks West. As Dan and Morgan flee the morgue, one of the reanimated corpses attacks and strangles Megan. Dan takes her to the hospital emergency room and tries to revive her, but she is dead. In despair, he injects her with West's reagent. She screams. She lives. But at what cost? A lot of W's and R's close together in that made it very difficult. You wesky wabbit. West's agent.
0: So you've already mentioned uh Barbara Crampton a few times. I really I just cannot get away with my joke that Jeffrey Combs is the only actor in this movie. And that's fair enough cuz uh they tag teamed enough. It's I guess it's one with the other,
2: huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Now, I I uh Barbara Crampton uh she's had a career resurgence. Like uh, everybody that's involved with uh Reanimator, um you know, you got David Gale died and I think uh um the guy that played um oh, I can't remember his name, but he's Meg's father. Oh, right. Uh, the Dean. The yeah, Robert dean. Sampson, I think, is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Sampson, maybe. I feel like maybe he's not alive anymore. Um, and of course, Gordon is not. But um, uh, yeah, uh, Jeffrey Combs, he's still kicking around. He still does movies. I don't know about Bruce Allen, but Crampton has had a huge career resurgence. She has a huge fan base. She just kind of walked back into it uh, with a role in, uh, in a uh, movie called um, We're Still Here. And. Just her kids are grown, and she realized that she had this giant fandom. And she got back in; she's a mega horror fan. She's all over social media, and uh, just like it's it's been incredible to see her. I've met her twice, Jeffrey Combs once. Barbara Crampton looks exactly like she did in Reanimator, only like younger and prettier. Weirdly enough, like <laughs> I don't know, like what cryo chamber she's been in, but uh, she's done some great, and she's picked great projects every single time. Like they're not these like corny one-offs or whatever she's done some like great like sundance channel stuff things like that uh really good ones
0: well i guess the the reagent worked at the end then huh yes it did <laughs> yes it
2: did she was the one that got it man
0: yeah do you know where i i mean i definitely know jeffrey combs and i've always known he's a reanimator but do you know where i like know jeffrey
2: combs <laughs> Well, I, he did a lot of Trek, didn't he?
0: Yeah, he played like 17 different aliens on Trek. Um, <laughs> and uh, I guess, I mean, he was an Andorian enterprise. He'd just show up in one off roles. And when, uh, whenever he'd be in there, it's like, oh, he's the only actor in this episode. So um, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, I know he's not in the main credits, but he's the only a- actor in that episode. But yeah, he showed up in about eight or more episodes as uh, Wei Yun, which is kind of the uh, sniveling uh, sort of villain. Uh, from the, he he controls the sort of programmed uh, killbot guys that well yeah I'm, I'm uh, I haven't seen quite enough of him in my run of the show I'm, and I'm watching it now and I'm in season five so I'm looking forward to a lot more Jeffrey. We've already gotten some, but we're getting we're getting a little more in the future. So um,
2: I, I didn't even know he had a recurring role. I just thought he was strictly characters. You know.
0: Oh, I'll send you down that wiki rabbit hole. Yeah, look up uh, <laughs> Wei Yun on and Jeffrey Combs. He a fantastic character. Just uh, uh, there's a scene where not to well we go trek here a lot, but he's uh, preparing the. Um, Basically, he has these commandos that need a drug from him. And there's a ceremony, and it shows him getting out this ornate box and just like going through the motions and saying all the rights and stuff. And here you are. <laughs> Let's get this done with. Just, yeah, some <laughs> some perfect Jeffrey Cohn moments. So, um,
2: yeah, no, he's great. The only thing when I met him, he had a mustache because he was doing uh, Edgar Allan Poe on stage. And so he had a mustache. And I was a little bummed because here's Barbara Crampton looking like she just walked off the screen from Reanimator. She even had the bob cut. At the time, I got a picture of me with her and it's like, whoa, this is I could barely talk. And I never have that experience when meeting an actor. It was like, oh, I did not expect you to look so young and so exactly like you do in the movie. So I had a hard time with her. But Combs, yeah, he um, well, I've got a laser disc so signed by both of them. Uh, really nice. And they um, they were cool. But man, yeah, he he didn't look like himself. Like as in, uh, you know, he definitely looked like older. But gosh, he, <laughs> it threw me for a loop. That was crazy.
0: And if we're going to talk about the uh, actors, I guess we do have to say, oh, God, is it Gale or Hale? I, I always get confused. D- David. David Gale. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> this was not a good job for him to take, it seems.
2: <laughs> no. Uh, David Gale's wife found out while watching the movie at the premiere um, that uh, he'd done this film where it's the head-giving head scene. It's the most notorious part of the movie. Uh, it's where he is, for those who have not seen it, um David Gale's character Dr Carl, Carl Hill um ends up getting his head chopped off when he attempts to steal Herbert West's work and um Herbert of course is like parts I've never tried whole parts so he just injects the uh the the reagent as it's called into Hill's head and it of course begins talking to him and um later on it absconds and uh somehow manages to get a nude meg a splayed <laughs> on a uh, an examination table. I guess it was in the morgue, actually. A morgue table. And he just goes right for the old crotch. I mean, he is literally about to put his face in there. And yeah, David Gale's wife was just, how could you, she says, next to him. And I believe it led into to divorce, but I'm not exactly sure.
0: No, no, the, the cast had basically said, yeah, that's pretty much what caused it. And the divorce okay. went through, like, shortly after the screening. So... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, well, He um, was great. He uh, he wore a toupee through the whole entire thing so that um, the head would match his haircut. So yeah. David, so, and while we're
0: in the minute trivia, I think there was even
2: something about the pan,
0: like it was used somewhere else.
2: I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's, okay. that's going a little deep. I've, I've seen um, all the reanimators, obviously. I've seen the weird remake that they did um, that's just not in English. I've also seen Reanimator the Musical, on stage at the Steve Allen Theater, and uh, Stuart G- Gordon was actually director of that, so he was there in the in the house that night that I saw it. But yeah, I've uh,
0: you want me a link for for your own uh, excursion to ReAnimator? Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, on my birthday a few years ago, uh, we did a live reading at the theater, and uh, it was an all female, all women cast rather, um, doing the doing the shooting script of ReAnimator. So there's a lot of things in there for fans of the film. There's deleted scenes and stuff that didn't get in the movie that people know. There's stuff that was shot for the, the rated R version. Uh, there's everything. And, but there's also things in the, the shooting script that never even were filmed. It's, so it's, you know, it's pretty interesting. But me and my friends, yeah, near the end, we're just really cutting up. But we do the whole thing from start to finish. And the audience, you watch the video, they stay. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I was kind of running through it uh, just to make sure the whole thing was there. And I'm like, wow, those same people. We're there through the entire, sat through that entire thing. I don't think there was an intermission.
0: Ooh, okay. I mean, that's <laughs> fine. But I'm just like, if you're adding all the deleted scenes and stuff, it seems like we're we're in for a bit of a ride. Um, oh man, I've never there. I've, I've never seen the third one. I, it's probably not one we're gonna get to on the on the sanctuary anytime in the near future. So any any thoughts on that one? Really, it's I don't uh, even remember the name.
2: <laughs> it's called it's called Beyond Reanimator, and uh, this was one that I believe was Sci Fi Channel was involved with. And uh, production-wise, it feels like a sci-fi ch- channel movie, but it also has a very odd thing to it that's not like a uh, sci-fi channel movie or the other reanimators. And it's, by this time, uh, Stuart Gordon did not direct it. It was directed by Brian Yusna, which is the pr- producer of um, the first two reanimators. And uh, honestly, Usna has made some great movies on his own. Um, but I, uh, I remember it being... Uh, shot in spain like around that time just that whole company was shooting in spain a lot they were they began um really when uh if they didn't shoot some of brighter reanimator in it they shot the entire castle freak uh somewhere in spain or romania or something like that and they just kept shooting there so all of the actors are dubbed because their accents don't even sound i'm sure remotely like you know where they're supposed to be and so uh herbert west is in jail he finally went to jail (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in that movie. And uh you've got the uh the son of um a woman that was killed in his zombie massacre uh um, gets like a job there basically so he can meet West and like start working with him kinda like he's the the uh, the new um uh what was it? what was Bruce Abbott's character name? Dan? Dr. Dan. Oh right,
0: uh, right Dan Kane? Cain. Dan Kane. It? So yeah.
2: it's basically like the, you know, the, he's the new Dan or whatever, and he has got you know uh, kind of a crisis of conscience when things start getting real. Um, Santiago Segura is in it. He's one of my favorite uh, Spanish movie stars. He's been in a lot of. Uh, um, What's that? The guy that made that movie where the fetus truck collides and all the jars of fetuses fly up in the air. He's been in Day of the Beast. Uh, he, he's he's in it too, and he's really good, but. I honestly, I think I've only seen it once. I, I, guess I don't it would
0: think it. Be a, like a paella horror. We get spaghetti westerns in Italy, so. Yeah, horror. no, there you I go. No, that's a, that's there a good go.
2: way to describe it. <laughs> so no, he's a great actor, and he like he, he Segura should have been in the other reanimators as well. He's awesome, but uh, aside from that, it was just like a clearly a cash in of of some kind, and you know you've got Combs, so if you're a fan of him. As Herbert West, that was pretty much the last one. They really couldn't
0: do it without him, could they?
2: (laughs) No, they planned on doing a fourth called House of Reanimator. And I think they got really far along uh, because uh, uh, Stuart Gordon had worked with William H. Macy on a movie called Edmund. That was really, really good. Um, And so he was going to cast Macy as the president of the United States in uh, in House of Reanimator. Was basically called in when the president is killed, and he reanimates him so the public doesn't know. Like that was, if I remember correctly, that was the conceit of, of House of Reanimation. But yeah, it never got made. That would have been great, I think. Probably still Sci-Fi Channel. Probably still shot in Spain. But you know, uh, that just sounds funny to me, and I would love to see William H Macy as a zombie president. I, mean, <laughs> I'd, I guess I'd honestly That's the sort rather of
0: thing you could do. The comic book version of as well. I'm I mean, sure of there are a movie satisfying
2: too but you know if there's yeah, a full script and make the likenesses <laughs> oh. you're, you're rolling there. Um, yeah, there there have been comics I don't know how many I don't know if like Ash versus Herbert West ever happened or you know there's probably a lot of that the, the kind of things that if I were 11 right now I would be eating up you know And
0: when, when does I want I always want to say Dr. Herbert West he's not Dr. Reanimator is he one of the second one
2: or am I just wanting uh, to add
0: that cuz he cuz he's such a mad scientist
2: no, he's a, he's a medical student. That's that's true. So I don't I don't think Dr. Herbert West possibly not in any of them. I mean, how would you? He, he's a pretty much a rogue there. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, that's why I was watching. I was like, this guy doesn't have it now. Does he ever? Mm-hmm, weird. Yeah. Oh, no, my and... other <laughs> weird thought is they what had to fake what Anaheim is Switzerland in this one, and now they're filming in Europe. So that's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no, true. Zurich, Zurich. Yeah, yeah, Zurich, because that's just in California. So the yeah, tables are flipped. True. No. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, we we gotta mention the name. There was it. Oh, it's it's Hans Gruber, isn't it?
2: <laughs> Doctor Gruber. Yeah, you know it's, it's funny. Like I've seen, um, uh, they they ran this one year um, before uh, Gonzarific Like uh, my the movies that I make always show at midnight, and then um, during October they started to have these like horror movie festivals. So now it's like you know a a major horror movie that people know. Uh, will play, or a brand new horror movie uh, that's high profile, and then my movie's at midnight. And one year, yeah, they did reanimate. I was over the moon about this. My favorite horror movie on the big screen, then followed by my stuff. And I love seeing the punch that it still has with people. They're still freaking out, they still think it's disgusting, and they still find it hilarious. Um, And the, um, I liked your note about uh, Rufus the Cat, because the Rufus the Cat scene still plays very well, too. But uh, your question was, um, would I hate the movie if it was Rufus the dog? Yeah, <laughs> and I had to really, <laughs> I had to really think about that because uh, I don't like, like seeing stuff happen to dogs. And as a matter of fact, I Does the dog dot com is a great website that I go to before I watch a movie, and I actually type in the title of the film to see if it's you know it's got a listing because I want to know because it you know it puts me out of the movie sometimes you know. Uh, That's but why you what, never saw Private Ryan, yeah. Oh, no, I, I walked out of Private Ryan after 20 minutes, and I went into Basketball, which was just, just starting. So, and Basketball ends, and I see the end of Private Ryan. So I've been told I've seen the worst parts of Private Ryan. Oh, there we what, go. <laughs> what happens to a dog in Private Ryan? I didn't, I didn't know anything happens. There must be some other... Does he get blown up? I, I might be thinking of a different movie,
0: to be perfectly honest, but I, I guess I just remember there was something up with Private Ryan there, something with, with Ryan's private's.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no i would i would still i would still enjoy it but i would i would find that kind of cheap there's uh another movie i watched around that same time a lot uh the fly part two also was hitting home video around the same time as Bright- i definitely
0: of- saw that several times i guess i i saw the schlocky sequels but you know you're 11 years old it's, it's, those are the ones to see anyway that's yeah. when you really enjoy them
2: <laughs> yeah that falls into the category of sci-fi certainly um Although there was a, a deleted scene of The Fly, too, um, that I didn't see until years later when the special edition came out. And it was of Eric Stoltz's character um, kind of on the run uh, from the place that he'd been kept. And uh, he thro- throws up on a, a, a bunch of Boy Scouts, but they roll up the window before the acid can get to the kids' faces. <laughs> oh right <laughs> they chopped it out because they're like oh we want people to like this guy like not if he almost murders children with his vomit I know
0: well no one wants you to like this guy so why don't we get into some of the the horrible effects that we get in reanimator because oh, that's, that's yeah. worth a discussion
2: oh yeah definitely
0: I guess the calling card here really is just the gore effects, you know? I mean, for the 80s, what is it? This American Werewolf in London and probably something else? If you want to add it. Yeah,
2: a, the, the Thing.
0: Okay, rule. Oh, yeah, which we're going to talk about in an hour or so. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I, I, like, took it out of my mind because I'm not talking about The Thing quite yet. But, yeah, I feel like those three would probably be the good gold standards. I mean, I want to call a Nightmare on Elm Street film one of them too, but, I mean, they don't compare to those three
2: (laughs) no uh well the 80s was just like that renaissance of effects you know this was um when they were not being made for children anymore they're really starting to be made for adults and a lot of big studios were um having their own like special effects like you know before it was just like one guy that would do do everything definitely the more you read about uh, lon chaney the more you kind of find out how little attention they paid to it Uh, jack pierce as well But, um, yeah, by this time, effects were their own industry because audiences wanted blood and guts. You know, the ratings board had yet to really come down on horror movies. And so, um, yeah, John John Carl Beekler, who um, passed away also fairly recently, he was the one who was responsible for uh, supervising all the makeup effects on this movie. And there is a ton. Uh, Are there any gags that stand out for you particularly other than just the, the severed head and all of that?
0: Well, um, the cat punt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I hits I did, the d-
2: wall and slides down. And,
0: <laughs> and I, I was disappointed that, that he did not leave the note.
2: Cat dead details no. later. <laughs> yeah, there's like coffee mugs that say that now. I mean, it's kind of at that point, you know. Um, I, I love, I really love kind of, it's super obvious how they did the headless body. I mean, it's not really well done. The one in Return of the Living Dead the year before, also not incredible. I mean, it's just like, you know a guy's in there, or you know a guy's, or, or if it's a dummy. But that body had to do a lot of things. And so, it's just comical. It's, it has no head, it can't see, so it's goofing around. Um, but what I think people aren't expecting, and what they amazingly uh, re- were able to reproduce on stage in the musical version of reanimator was when um the intestines burst from uh I believe it's Dr. Hill's body and begin to wrap themselves around Herbert and and choke him with this
0: i mean pretty much everything here is practical and it's in a oh, yeah. 16 day shoot so that must take a fair amount of planning
2: <laughs> yeah and, uh, no, i everything had to work everything had to work and so yeah the, the head looks Great in the in the body, but uh, in the pan rather. But that's mostly uh, that's mostly uh, um, David Gale's uh, performance there. I mean, he's really really going for it. Everyone in the movie is, Um, but if you're looking for like anatomically correct, they just it's a lot of camera tricks that they do. It's a a lot of in the cutting, you know. So you'll see combs go down with that shovel, bam, like that, and then you'll see the head like kind of flip off into the into the away from the focal point and you don't like totally there's not this moment of impact you know so there it's gore but it's not doing everything for you like later would be something maybe in the friday the 13th movies or in some of these uh tom savini you know his style was always like show absolutely everything oh yes Um, day of
0: the dead i guess we have to add that to the list of Effect so <laughs> ridiculous effects well, that, movies. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, there, there was that was where uh, Greg Nicotero got his start. You know, famously now Can be one of the only effects studios still working from uh, those people who were involved in the originals. Because I think most of them have closed down because of CGI. Um, but yeah, though this this movie is full of gore. I mean, it's and you got to see the unrated. Most of the times you'll you'll run across the unrated, but the 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 difference is is pretty massive in terms of. Uh, running time i'm not 100 um,
0: sure which one i was actually watching to be honest um what what are some of the unrated cuts
2: uh it's it's mostly got to do with um when he actually cuts uh dr hill's head off with that shovel that scene is chopped down considerably and then of course the head giving head scene um i don't think he quite it goes it's shorter you know um, but they also add things when they take away so the movie doesn't become, like, super short. So when you look at the running times, they look kind of similar. But I remember at Suncoast Video when I was ordering my my own VHS copy uh, because my dad is going to keep all of his, obviously. And uh, I wanted to make sure I got the unrated. I remember that being a big deal. <laughs>
0: oh, I, I guess stunt doubles count as special effects. I, I wrote in my notes uh, when they first reanimate the cadaver, like, he's like a head trauma terminator plus zombie, yep. and didn't realize, oh, that actually is Arnold Schwarzenegger's stunt double from that period. That
2: was, yeah, that was his double, yeah, absolutely. And he's walking around with his butt and his dong, like, just all the way out.
0: Yeah, Luke will kick himself if he's still at the gym. Because, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's our Arnold moment. That That's straight up, that's basically a straight up Terminator on screen for that bit. <laughs> <Doing> <laughs> well, yeah, because he's naked. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that. Yeah, we recognize his ass, don't we? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I know that ass. That's the Terminator's ass.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, apparently I did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's a famous ass ass.
0: Right. Right. Well, can't get more famous than that ass. Um, <laughs> really. At least. At least. Not a- among men, I guess.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. No, you always wonder about the audition process for things like that. Uh, you should probably talk about the the music too, because uh, this is a. Uh, this is, um, I guess, Charles Band, the producer's baby brother, and um, the music kind of sounds a little bit like uh, another famous score. Oh God! Now you
0: have to now. Now you are making me look at my notes here. <laughs> if
2: I made a well, it's pretty much a direct ripoff of Bernard Herrmann for Psycho.
0: Oh, okay. I was actually gonna guess Vertigo,
2: but I'm not too far off. Yeah. No, those strings. It's not even a question. I mean, it's almost like how did you get away with this?
0: Yeah, yeah. Now I'm thinking about it. So, um, no, I didn't actually make a note. I, I think Vertigo went through my mind, to be honest. But that's all. Um, it's just a few ticks away. Vertigo has some. Yeah. Stat. <laughs> I guess I have just seen Vertigo more. I've, uh, Psycho is fantastic, but I've only seen that like twice. Where right? I've seen Vertigo like ten times or something.
2: Well, if you play the theme to Psycho and then play the Reanimator title theme, I mean, no, there's. No, I
0: just. From my memory now, I'm like, oh yeah, of course.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But that's my ringtone. Like when my ringer's on, it's the Reanimator theme.
0: So everyone's like, oh, you got Psycho on your phone?
2: Cool. (laughs) Oh god, I would probably, I would really, I would understand, but I would be disappointed. With if that, like, oh, big Hitchcock fan. "Mm, I mean, yeah, but (laughs) Reanimator.
0: Nothing here is as catchy as the "Repossessed" song, though. Oh,
2: God. Yeah. <laughs> while, while Reanimator is one of my favorite movies of all time, Repossess has to be one of my least favorite of all time.
0: Yeah. I if, rarely talk about it. I was about to say, if you have no clue what we're talking about, that's after Naked Gun and Leslie Nielsen. Maybe he was as seen now as Frank Drebin seen on screen because they just dragged him <laughs> into this, uh, you know, sort of a parody of 80s horror and Exorcist and all that. Exorcist, of course, being 70s. But uh, yeah, just, oh, terrible yeah it.
2: linda linda blair was a star of, of repossessed and i haven't revisited it it's not that there aren't funny things in it it's more of just like you ever when you're in public you just see somebody drop something or fall and you just feel embarrassed for them you're like ah, oh, you get this feeling of like i don't know i'm sure there's a word for it but it's just you feel their embarrassment well when you watch when i rather watch repossessed i get that feeling of just being embarrassed for everybody
0: I just don't want to reencounter that theme song, which I'm not even going to try and sing, not because I don't know it, but because I, I don't want our listeners to have to have it go
2: through their mind for the rest of eternity. <laughs> no, if you choose to Google that, that's on you. <laughs> You're yeah. not like saying that you should by any means, no. But uh, yeah, the um, the reanimated the musical uh, that, that 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 music is great. It's far better than Evil Dead the musical. I don't think I liked Evil Dead the musical for its story and structure, the way they wrote basically all three movies as one story, like it it would make a great film. But the music in it's weak. Uh, The music in Reanimator, the music, very strong. Um, And yeah, it it goes through the whole story. And you do, yeah, there's so much gore at the end. I mean, it's, I was sitting, I wasn't sitting in the splash row, as they call it. (laughs) I was a few seats back. But while Herbert is singing the final, like his final song, his final number, He's singing it while being strangled by intestines. I mean, it's and and the actor you can tell has uh, they've built a, a hose of some kind into the intestine. So while the actor playing Herbert is being strangled and he's singing, he can actually like squirt the audience with this intestine. is great.
0: Yeah, I wrote it's hard to chat with no vocal cords. <laughs> that was for uh, Doctor Hill, of course. But
2: <laughs> oh, well, we were talking about medical inconsistencies with the. Uh... That's, with we reanimator don't, we, don't, we don't have to get into that <laughs> <laughs> no i have not watched uh reanimator with a medical professional although you know it'd be funny if they created a tv series that was that like a netflix series or youtube series where a uh, you know a medical professional watches uh home alone for example and talks about the real life injuries that would occur and so so forth
0: oh, oh there's one medical inconsistency i'll get at i like how at the end when um when um, Barbara Crampton's character dies, everyone just leaves. Yeah. Is, that
2: what, is that what happens? Everyone just leaves instantly? Uh, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> well, because they're like, Dan, it's over, call it, you know, and they're just like, we're going to give you a minute with her. No, the part that I thought was uh, screwy was when uh, Dan leaves her getting strangled by that you know, that beef jerky arm in the elevator uh, to go get that fire axe. Yeah, it's like, time. meanwhile... Yeah, meanwhile, she's being strangled here. I was like, dude, where are you going, man? She's getting choked. When seconds count, I'll be over in the hallway.
1: Dr. Housey is the character in Halo who creates all the Spartans, and she dies, but she gets to live on by copying her brain into Cortana. So I wonder if she's named after the character from this, because, you know, the Halo games do copy a lot from sci-fi books and films. Reanimate.
0: And I just I I want to give him his doctorate. I want to be Doctor West, Doctor Herbert West. But I guess he's he's not.
2: <laughs> no, he was a medical student, and uh, you know they they do some humor that's like I think just for college students. And, you know he's like at any rate your student loan will be rescinded. He's like I can't finish medical school. <laughs> People really like. There's some that laugh in the audience, but others are like, "Oh, damn." Yeah, I went through the eye <laughs> of
0: the needle for that sort of stuff myself, which Georgia let you do for at least a few years, so <laughs> you yeah. didn't end yeah. up saddled with loans, which is nice. And I guess, well, yeah, it's like well, maybe that's why Herbert Rust ends up in Spain in the end, even though it's not really Spain. Get away from those loans.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like you know, who gave you a license to practice med- medicine, Doctor Seuss? <laughs> what are you- he uh no, we think of him as a doctor he's in a white coat. we trust those in a white coat, and if you've got glasses, you're a smart guy in a white coat,
0: right, that's him, so he's a doctor he's a unofficial yeah. doctor oh oh, the one thing i before I get too deep into him, the one thing i I learned uh trivia wise on here is this is the first instance of glow sticks in a movie for the reagent,
2: oh yeah, right they like they oh they had to they they broke open a ton of them, didn't they because they weren't. They didn't sell the gunk like in gallons or anything, right? They had to break them open.
0: Yeah, yeah, something like that. I guess it was stuff that, like for you know laser shows or something. Because uh, they didn't even I have the know. raids going yet,
2: right? <laughs> no, 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 no. This would have been um, what you or I would have you or I would have um, taken out on trick or treat, right? You know. Yeah, I think. Oh, God, no.
0: I think I somehow did a Luke Skywalker with a glow stick once, So that makes sense, I guess. Got yeah, your lightsaber,
2: right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not a uh, that's not code for anything. <laughs> that,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, code for some of you listeners know what I'm asking for <laughs>
2: <laughs> give me the old glow stick saber Luke no, it, it with was, a glow stick <laughs> uh, and the, the reason why they didn't sell it, probably because it's super toxic
0: yeah you know? so, yeah I wonder maybe that's why there's so many people in this movie dead
2: <laughs> breaking over too <laughs> now many we, glow sticks now we're getting to the bottom of the reanimator conspiracy. It's not because they were already old when it was made. Oh, <laughs> or that, that I guess, works too.
0: But, uh, yeah, Herbert West himself, I think he's one of the more obsessive characters
2: we're going to find in any screen, uh, in any movie. Yeah, oh, God. Well, you know, there's one thing to just be driven for one's career, and another one just to just completely lack any sort of empathy whatsoever. I mean, he really does have the quality that you kind of would expect somebody in the medical profession to have, which is, you know, they can sort of detach the body from the person and just kind of, you know, but, but Wes is worse than that because he really doesn't see any human being or any living thing at all <laughs> as being any more than just this, this, this body, this, this sort of electrical process and chemical process, you know? So he, uh, you know, I, what, what, uh, what I think shocks people also is when, um, you know, the, uh, that character of the, uh, guy, I want to say his name is, um, dean halsey the dean of the the university when he dies which he just happens to walk in on one of their when they're you know just a- after terminator zombie i was looking for he his just name dies- but i
0: wrote dean asshole
2: <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> sorry um, to interrupt go ahead <laughs> no if you find robert Sampson's name tell me if he's dead or not because i earlier said that he was dead but i don't know that for a fact i feel like he died pro- maybe this year or last year but um he uh he he just dies and his and Herbert West's immediate thought is let's bring him back to life. You know, but it's all in self preservation. He's not trying to like uh help this guy like a doctor would, like someone in a medical profession would. He's just like, Oh homie, we got a fresh body, man. he's like, you know, this is what does he say to, to um to, to Kane? He's like, This is the freshest corpse we could come across aside from killing one ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Well they do that so too, you, don't they? <laughs> yeah. You, you want to talk about an obsessed guy, but um he is uh I I just find him really funny. I just I find him really funny from the the pencil breaking, you know?
0: I was about to, to say, like, ha- this is kind of a two pronged question. Does Jeffrey Combs have charisma and charm? That that's an easy one, yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> yes. I mean don't I, I'm assuming you're not gonna disagree. Does Herbert West have charisma and charm?
2: <laughs> I think I mean, in a way, I think so, because, you know, if you were to say that he had Charisma and Charm, he would have to be the leading man in this. Uh, but obviously, they've got uh, Dr. K- or Dean Kane or what is his name? Dan, Dan Kane. Kane. Sorry, a lot of Ds and Cs. Uh, Dan is like the dashing hero or whatever. So he's actually supposed to have been like the star, the leading man. Wes is just sort of like a wild card. Like, is he bad? Is he good? But... Um, that's why West doesn't have the love interests, you know, all that. So he's he's kind of an in-between. You never know if you should be on his side or not. But we side with West, and we want to see him succeed because of that charisma and charm, I think. Otherwise, if he were sort of like a snake, or like a, is he bad, is he good? Or if you're sort of worried, is he going to kill... Um, dan at some point or meg at some point if he gets the chance I don't, I don't think you're necessarily thinking that he he could just murder anyone at any time for any reason uh I, I i think it's a crucial line that they have with the with the the character and when people are done watching the movie they're all about herbert west every oh, time exactly that's
0: that's where i'm that's why i'm suggesting west himself does he really because i'm you know i'm separating the actor and the character yeah. And it wouldn't be a good, like if, if Herbert West did come across on screen as just a completely nasty dork, you know, like psychotic, oh, yeah. sociopathic dork, it would not be a fun movie to watch. No, <laughs> but and is that, that who he really is, you know, everything is just heightened through this film because it's rather ridiculous in a good way. Yeah, yeah.
2: No, it is it is ridiculous. That's a great word to use. I, I, I think, and you know, that might be one of the reasons why this is one of the ones that hasn't been remade as of yet. I mentioned a remake, but it's not really. It's just this, like, kind of stream of consciousness retelling of the Herbert West reanimator Lovecraft story, um, which by the way, anyone who's not watching Lovecraft Country on HBO, this is one of the first TV series I've ever cared to follow in. Years, years, years. It is amazing. But, um, Yeah, they're, they're, uh, it's, it's definitely because of Jeffrey Combs. You know, I mean, he's just, they, they, if they put in, I'm not against remakes at all. Like, I usually like them. Sometimes I like them more. But, man, it would be hard to cast that role because he would have to kind of almost be rewritten.
0: Yeah, you'd have to find a new angle in. It's just, it's so melded to the actor. And Jeffrey Combs was, I mean, he was trying to, what, be like a, basically a normal leading man at this point. It's, um, he got pigeonholed by this movie by doing it so well, you know?
2: I guess Yeah, no, that's true.
0: <laughs> I guess that's why I like seeing him as all the Star Trek aliens because he's still doing genre. Like he's basically he's If he does get out of that and shows up in some award-winning movie, that's amazing, but you know, it kind of gave him some room to breathe and do something a little different.
2: Yeah, true. And and also I think Combs himself is a fan of the genre. I think he's doing exactly the kind of work that he wants to be doing and and for uh friends of mine in the film industry that have worked with him they all say that he is just great like he's really got his i hate to say he's got a good he's got his head on straight
0: (laughs) (laughs) i almost said it (laughs) all right well he does in this movie it's not the other it's other people that lose it right he keeps it yeah Yeah. (laughs) that was his his stipulation i'll do the film i'm keeping my head because it's on nice and straight (laughs)
2: You know, I got to keep my head. Don't mess with my hair either. <laughs> so, no, but there are straight up and down, like just like slapstick comedy yeah. in this movie. So I think he plays that also extremely well. I guess
0: that's where Dan, Dan Kane following him is a little bit weird, just because. Um, I guess it's an '80s thing, like Fright Night, or I mean, I'm sure there's some other examples. Where you're like, why are they attracted to this person <laughs> or well, following yeah. this person? You know.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely true, but you know, it's the ra- the answer is because there would be no story if nobody bo- nobody was, and as we've kind of found out now, I think more than ever before here in the United States is that um, previous to um, this uh, uh, COVID nineteen pandemic, uh, we would watch uh, horror movies and go like, why would they go in there? They're so stupid. They know they're going to die, and yet they're still going in there. Now we know. That's exactly how people would really act.
0: Anyway, um, you kind of mic dropped, right? So I was like, oh, okay, I got I to put the segment there. But before we pull into the final stretch, up oh, and so, here comes Luke. We're, we're pulling into the final you stretch.
1: You about goosebumps or whatever. Was that? I said, are
0: you it's still mutually masturbating about goosebumps or whatever? Goosebumps, the movie, man. Who's <laughs> <laughs> coming I don't know where your headphone splitter is. Um, Sorry, we talked about how Herbert West is creepy with charisma, but um, I guess that's where Dr. Hill has zero charisma, and he's creepy as fuck. Like, even before he's a monster.
2: Yeah. Uh, So, I think the one thing um, that this misses, this version of the movie misses, the one that most people have seen, that I really wish uh, had been in the movie a little more but i understand why it slows it down is dr hill is working on um mind control
0: yeah he's very ewan cameron i think i might have written that in there somewhere
2: yeah and that's, that right. that adds a layer of creep and scum and bastard that i think you want to see his head chopped off even more <laughs> uh it makes him even more scummy because he's I mean when uh when he's when he's looking at Meg and talking to her and trying he's trying to control their will, you know, and that's really what he was doing with those zombies is trying to to be, you know, have be their master or whatever, complete mastery of the will. And so when you when you can tell that he's trying to get involved with the dean's daughter who's a student, gross. He seemed to be
0: trying to get involved with uh, Herbert
2: West a bit as well.
0: But yeah, yeah, just total scummery for villainry. So, uh, Luke? Uh, up? Yeah, so hi, welcome, this is Matt. This is Luke. Welcome to the Sci-Fi. Thanks, Someone got caught up in Japanese red tape. Fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> when you sent me the message, I was like, oh, 10, I was like, dude's not gonna be here in time.
1: <laughs> well, it would have been if the gym had actually opened at 10. Ah. They let us in, we are like, let us start signing up. We got like halfway into the process and like, oh yeah, you can come into the club, but there's no one at the gym office until 11. (laughs) (laughs) So I just got to like, sit and drink a coffee and look at their collection of manga. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, your thoughts on Reanimator, two minutes, go. Uh, I like H.P. Lovecraft, this is kind of like the more forgettable of H.P. Lovecraft's stories, but it still gets into the sort of the fear of science interfering with nature I kind of like that aspect. Um, It's got a hot naked blonde girl in bondage, so I'm always up for that. But then, like, the dude takes his own head off and starts licking her out. And I've always been a bit creeped out by the idea of, like, having these pornographic elements in, like, these gore fests. Because it's like, am I meant to be getting off to this or not? Or is it just meant to make me feel awkward? So that was a bit of a thing. Um, the main lead guy was good, but he's just, like, he's, like, the, the Aaron Eckhart problem we run into a lot. He's kind of too handsome Who is the to be main lead? lead guy? The Dan oh okay see but, right. yeah west is like the real the interesting character right yeah we. Just and the book, most he is the very much the protagonist we
0: spent most of this
1: discussion assuming he was a lead and you brought up the dance actually there's really and okay go on sorry yeah, he gets to do the heroic rescue he runs away in his tank top with his muscles out at the end but yeah. <laughs> he's
2: the chin of this movie yeah he
1: is he he was hired for chin like a hundred percent but and
0: one more important <laughs> question for you did you recognize the ass the ass yeah no Oh, the a the first reanimated corpse was yes. Schwarzenegger's body double Oh, cool. I recognize that. I ass. did recognize um, Weyun. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I mentioned that, uh, and now Andrew has something new to watch, I guess. I guess I've got a Weyoun uh, thing I need to bring up. You know, during summer school we were watching episodes of Detective Conan? Yeah. And they draw the ears so freaking big. <laughs> Every character is meant to be human, but they look like they're either a Ferengi or a <laughs> whatever Wayun is. I can't <laughs> remember the name of his species. So yeah, Andrew, that that's, there you go, a, that's my two minutes on reanimator. That, that's your homework, man. Go look up
0: Wayun if you want some more good Jeffrey Combs.
1: Huh. You've got my thing no, to stand I, up without the pillow. I actually
0: couldn't get it to stand up with the pillow for some reason, so I gave up. Yeah, Luke's got you're a gonna weird... You're going to have to tell people what you're talking
2: about, because that's going <laughs> to sound the weird. The hinges on audience. my
1: laptop are smashed. So although it still works perfectly fine, you have to do some jiggery pokey to get it to stand up. <laughs> So I was worried I
0: would destroy his computer by opening up his computer, but it seems to worked out in the end.
1: Yeah, he's pulled it off somehow. Yeah,
0: I think you're recording. If you're not Andrew, his so, so if Andrew is recording the yep.
1: call. Yeah, it should, it should yeah. do automatically. I'm just checking whether the battery is working. It's not telling me it's not. Okay, how's your charge? We don't know. Oh, yeah, it was plugged in.
0: Cool. Good. Okay. All systems are go. Good to know. Would have been fun if we just got suddenly cut off in the middle of our conversation. Yeah. Um, anyway, Reanimator. Um, so, actually, Luke, let's start with you. Does it
1: hold up? Um, you got a few issues there. We, we heard those. Most of my issues are with it not being the best um, of Lovecraft's books. Mm. The film actually does a much better job with this concept than the book did.
0: Right. Uh,
1: so, actually, I think it holds up pretty well.
0: Yeah, you're talking about... It's a fun about- little romp. Um, I, I do. I. I'm, I don't even need to ask Andrew that question, but you want to answer it anyway.
2: Uh, no, I. I really agree with Luke. When I finally was able to read some Lovecraft, uh, I think it was uh, maybe in like eighth or ninth grade. Very disappointed in uh, in the Herbert West Reanimator.
1: <laughs> I think. I think Lovecraft himself is on record as saying, like, they made me write this one. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This was very much the for the paycheck one. Yeah.
2: He would have been really mad at the movie because there's a black person in it.
0: <laughs> so, but yeah, it's a good horror movie, sci-fi horror as it's uh, this will be released around Halloween time, so I guess you're not having a... Gon- are you doing a streaming
2: a Gonserific
0: Film Festival this year or anything?
2: I've, it... I've already spoken to the theater about it, so they are willing to uh, you know work on it with me so we can get something happening. I just can't say exactly what it's going to be yet, but I have... Okay. Yeah, this, plans are in the works.
0: This is airing, I guess, around October 22nd, so do you have... I mean,
1: feel free to send us a voice clip if you do want to, like... We're plug already plug clipping
0: his read-through of Re-Animator with animator with his own yeah. cast. Okay, <laughs> so we definitely yeah. got some something it's else. It's going a but, long ass
1: uh, episode. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you have
2: Gonzoifix reanimator. Uh, no, I uh, if I was gonna like plug anything, it would be my new movie Ariella Jones and the Home Video Vixens, which is available on DVD and Blu-ray, and not currently on streaming yet. But I just got the money to buy the closed captions, so that should be happening fairly soon. It looked like Has you just sold maybe, all but, the
0: Blu-ray.
1: Uh, Has the word bl- home been added since you last told us about that film?
2: Uh, probably. Yeah, I remember it being. Video <laughs> I mean, it was always Vixens. on this. Yeah, it was on the. It was always on the script, but I I think I'd forgotten it and lost my way. But um, yeah, yeah, the Blu-ray is almost sold out. That's true. I'm looking at two copies, and I think an order came in just while we were doing this. So
0: nice. In other words, we look for you at Gonzerific on Instagram. Is the place to go?
2: Yeah, that's the one I keep up with. Like,
1: oh, do they follow you on Insta?
2: That's where we are.
0: OK, well, we're going to put a cap on it for today because we're actually going to start our next podcast in about three minutes. <laughs> so yeah. And yeah. You're sorry for the funkiness today. But yeah, we got I mean, come on. We've known each other for 30 years, so I think we can have a good wrap
2: on here, too. So <laughs> no, no we, we have we have a lot of practice. It just hasn't happened in a while. But, you know, but tell Henrik I said what's up, man. We will do that in about
1: three. It also opens the door that if I have to record a podcast without you soon, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Matt fucked up the schedule one hour in one direction, and I fucked it up an hour in the other direction. So.
0: <laughs> the, the the um the moral of the story is don't listen to One Direction. Yeah, definitely <laughs> don't. <laughs> okay. Anyway, this has been Matt. This has been Luke. And the third dude here today was
1: Andrew Shearer. Man, you just got in the sanctuary. What's everyone else going to do? Well, well, Andrew and the listeners at home can just get out of our sanctuary and go join a gym and get swole, like (laughs) I did. (laughs) You just started the membership, man. Yeah, but I I was there for like six months, but then it shut for three months. Uh, And now my arms are almost as skinny as yours, so I need to go back. (laughs) Uh, Okay, later, y'alls. Cheers. Later.